So I'm a meditation guide, an alternative therapist, um, and I offer meditation experiences for women 40 plus, busy women 40 plus. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi A14, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. say meditation experiences because my classes aren't just um, about, they're not just meditation. Um, There are other modalities thrown in. So it could be crystal therapy. It could be sound therapy. It could be face massage. Um, So I incorporate different things into the classes um, to give them um, a bit of a different edge and so that women get more than one thing when they come to that meditation. so yeah, that's that's what I do. Um, that's one of the things that I do. Um, I'm also a retreat founder and leader. So I'm founder and retreat leader at the Soul Care Retreat. And again, um, it's for busy women, 40 plus, um, who don't get the time to um, take time out for themselves, um, to actually relax, to connect with themselves and to restore themselves. Um, and in general, we, we, you know, we go through a lot day to day with, you know, just running the home, work life, family commitments. Um, we go through, through grief, we go through um, divorce, through, you know, different types of loss. And, and we're never sort of taking, we may go and get our nails done or go and get a pedicure or treat ourselves, go out with our friends, but um, actually on spending time on restoring ourselves with restorative treatments, um, you know, massage and and things like that. We really, we don't see it as a priority um, and it most certainly is. So I've created um, the retreat space for those busy women who, you know, don't get the time on a day-to-day basis to actually go within to um, to retreat um, to be able to do that, to release, to rejuvenate, to restore and reconnect. Um, So that's a little bit about me and what I do. You were born in the UK. Do you want to say anything about um, your background, uh, where you're coming from? And let us know something about you personally. Okay, so yes, I was born in the UK, in London, um, to Jamaican parents. lived in London all my life. Yeah, lived in London all my life. I have, I do enjoy um, going around, like, you know, I've, I've stayed in lots of different places in the UK. So I haven't just always been in, in you know, in London, lived in London, yes. Um, but yeah, I've, I've traveled around a, a fair bit. Um, and seen seen different parts of the UK and would possibly at some point like to um, venture out more towards the countryside because I do like nature, the benefits that it, that it can give to us, um, but I still wouldn't want to be too far away from London, which is is my home. It's, it's what I know and what I love. Mm-hmm. All right, so what, what, would, what would you want somebody to know about London? Because this is your city. I mean, give us your experience of, of London. Mm-hmm. Give us a curiosity. Okay, what do I love about London? I, I guess the vibrancy and the way it's easy to access most places. And it's also 
So what I know, I say it's more what I, I know. Um, what else do I enjoy about London? The nature spots in particular. So I love that, you know, you can be in a, a really busy part of London, but then you can find somewhere that's really secluded and, and really quiet that you can just go within and, and, and be undisturbed. There are places like that that, that that exist. So I guess I like the fact that you can, with London, you can have the really busy lifestyle if you wish to, but you can also cho choose to have um, a slower lifestyle. That's lovely. That's absolutely interesting. What about the other side of you now? Because you're coming from Jamaica. Actually, your parents are coming from Jamaica and you were born in, in the UK. Um, is there anything that is particularly interesting to you in Jamaica? Like, um, have you been there? Are you Do you go there often? Do you have some connection there? Uh, is it a place that you sort of dream of? Uh, anything you want to share about your Jamaica origin? Um, what do I want to share? I'm very proud of my Jamaican origin. Um, I would like to, would I like to live there at some point? Probably, I'd like to have a holiday home. Um, I probably wouldn't want to live there because it's, you know, I mean, a lot of the family that are in Jamaica are um, the younger generation and, and, and there's not really a connection. My grandfather has passed away. Um, he only has um, two siblings left now, three siblings left, um, and only one of them is in Jamaica. So there's nothing... Um, there's, you know, there's no one there in terms of, you know, if I was to go and live, um, to have that support network um, that I do here. But I would like to, as I say, have a holiday home there um, at some stage and, and do something like, you know, build a school or, um, or be part of um, building a school or a hospital and, and, and giving back um, because, yeah, both on both sides, my, you know, both parents are there from there, obviously, both my, my sets of grandparents. So my Jamaican roots are very strong. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, about meditation and therapy. That is what you do. Uh, but actually, I'm trying to see if we can concentrate on the business side of it, because most people that are following this podcast they yeah. are new to businesses they want to understand how they can profit from uh, what they know by helping okay. others and, uh, and meditation helping people to to take advantage of this possibility of tapping into your inner self with the nature mm -hmm. the energy all around can also be something uh, important so yeah. i would like you to first of all speak to me about uh, what meditation really entails, uh, what you do with this area. So help us with that. Okay, so meditation is about just being. It's about going within, connecting with yourself um, and being mindful in that moment. Um, what it's not about, what a lot of people, you know, a, a common myth, it, it, you know, you have to block all your thoughts out. And if you can't do that, then, you know, it's not meditation. We're human beings and your thoughts are going to come in, but it's learning how not to engage with those thoughts, um, how allow them to come, but don't allow, don't engage with them and allowing them to um, freeing them, freeing your mind of those thoughts um, by connecting to the breath, by learning to follow um, the breath. 
Um, and also by, you know, one of the things I share about meditation is the fact, you know, people say it's, it's really, you know, that you can't find anywhere in London to meditate. It's too busy. There's too much noise. But actually, um, I incorporate noise into my meditation because the reality is we do, we don't live in the country, we live in a busy, noisy city. So when you hear a car coming past um, in the midst of a meditation, rather than allowing it to distract you, what is actually really relaxing is to, to follow the sound with your ears. So to hear it as it comes to walk closer to your ear, um, follow that dip in the middle as it starts to get a little bit further away and, and just keep following it until you can no longer hear it. Um, and if we incorporate that in, into our meditation practice, um, you'll find that you, you, you know, you become any, a better meditator and you're able to, to sit in meditation um, for longer periods of time. So I like the fact that it helps people to relax, um, to be mindful, um, to connect with yourself. I mean, a lot of the time we'll go around um, day to day really busy. So you're not taking notice of yourself and what's going on in your body. But, you know, for most people in the middle of the day, if I was to say to you, place your hand on your heart, you'd, it would probably be beating a little bit faster than the normal, depending on, you know, whether you were working, what, you know, what you were doing. Um, and so it's about just taking that moment out, placing your hand on your heart, connecting with yourself, slowing yourself down in that moment, um, and then returning to the present. How do you set up the business of meditation or, or actually set up a business around it so that you don't waste your time? I know maybe you might like to do it, but we're actually interested in you able to profit from what you know how to do. It might be that you are helping people, but we don't want you to help people now and start begging money to survive, <laughs> to pay your rent. So that's why course, I'm interested in the business, right? yeah, the business yeah. around it. Help me understand that. So um, the business around it, I offer, so I offer to, to earn money from meditation. Um, I offer classes so I offer master classes for women um, to come in and hone in on their meditation practice so I do an uh, online master classes um, I also do one-to-one -one, so that's another way um, there's also videos you know that you can uh, I mean I do a lot of, of free um, meditation videos that I put out there but you can also purchase videos you can create videos for people to, to, um, to purchase um, events um, retreats like what I'm doing um, you know where you provide a space um, for women to I mean my retreat is is about soul care so it's not just meditation there are lots of other um, modalities um, and and you know healing treatments that the women get to tap on tap into on the retreat um, but I mean those are just a few of the ways there are numerous ways um, doing working at festivals so well-being festivals um well-being events um getting yourself out there as a meditation teacher a meditation guide um getting yourself booked um to take other people's classes um i also do weddings um and and 
special occasions. So whether it be a baby shower or christening, um, I can do a meditation. And I, I have done meditations with um, couples-to-be where we do a cleansing meditation um, and set their intentions before the wedding. Um, so there's numerous ways. It's just for me about being creative. So, you know, I, I teach meditation, but how can I be creative with that um, in terms of my offerings? And there's there's so many things, so many different ways to earn, to earn money um, as a meditation guide, collaborating with other people. Um, so it could be collaborating with someone who does yoga maybe um, and putting on an event for people who like meditation and yoga specifically. Um, so yeah, there's lots and lots of ways. Lots of lots of ways, that's good. <laughs> so which one is your main way of uh, sustaining your business around medita meditation? Okay, so now it's my... Um, meditation masterclasses and workshops where I work with women I'm using my five-minute meditation method um, and get them up to by the end of that masterclass you will be able to meditate for 30 minutes at a time um, with ease um, so that's my main thing um, also, I do a masterclass for other women that want to host their own retreat. Or, yeah, women that want to host their own retreats. Um, so whatever that retreat may be, it doesn't have to be meditation. It could be a business retreat, um, a mum's retreat, whatever it is. Um, I do a masterclass showing you step by step um, how to find your niche, um, how to... You, <laughs> Every, everything from start to finish, how to find your, um, you, you know, your audience, how to market, your branding, um, a step-by-step -step guide um, and sharing the mistakes that I made when organising my first retreat um, so that I can help women not to make the same, same mistake when organising theirs. Um, so there's, yeah, the, those two masterclasses and then there's the retreats this, um, themselves. We have four retreats per year. Um, for 25 women, anything between 22 and 25 women. Um, so yeah, that's how I get uh -huh. my get my income. Um, and then I'm I'm currently um, working on building a franchise so that women in other cities can be um, can be running their own retreats um, without the worry of how to plan and organize it they'll have you know a ready to go package um and they will then run the retreat in you know whatever whatever city they're in with their own team um so yeah that's how i make my income and that's very interesting thank uh, you to whomever that put his or herself out there to help uh, another person or people uh, whatever you get from it as a form of income, a reward, you deserve it. You Thank deserve you. to be paid for your yes. service. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Now, there are some individuals out there who do not know how to find their niche. You did make mention of it a couple of uh, seconds ago. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were to say something to them to help them find their own niche, in maybe in meditation or in another form of business. Anyway, most of the things that we concentrate on here is... Um, is content creation where people mm -hmm. can create content for themselves. Of course, meditation also is very important now because 
you need to be able to recharge your energy at the end of the day. You need to be when you are when the spirit is not high enough. You need to know what to do so that you can so that you can be at float in it. So to those who don't know how to find their niche, what do you want to say to them? First of all, you've got to find your purpose. Find find your purpose and and who you want to who is it you want to help is it and and I, I think when you fight or you know the t- finding your purpose and find and and finding deciding who you want to help thinking about who is it that you want to help for me it's kind of um the two are, are, are slightly married um in that I'd kind of so I'd I'd thought I'd found my purpose in running monthly meditation or weekly meditation classes and monthly meditation classes. Um, I then started organizing the retreat and then actually found this is my purpose. And even the way it was just literally being, you know, sold out, um, the amount of inquiries that were coming in. And so I realized that actually, yes, my purpose is meditate, teaching meditation, but not doing weekly or monthly classes it was taking women away um for the weekend in that in that space in that safe space um and working with them offering meditation and and all these different things that the other therapists and facilitators um on my team offer um so I'd say the two, so finding your niche, and, and also I found my niche through knowing what my own needs were. Um, so I wanted to help women like me. So they're all kind of intertwined for me. Um, but yeah, it was my own need to to retreat, my own need to um, to release. I have a lot to um, to deal with on a on a daily basis. Um, and just in general, what life has thrown at me and not necessarily having the time to grieve. Um, so you suffer this loss and you're living with it. Um, but have you ever really had the time to grieve when you, on reflection? Probably not because you've had to keep going because you've had people that have have been relying on you. Um, so it's providing, so I needed that space and I knew that there were other women out there like me um, who keep going, who, you know, stuff may go wrong, you dust yourself off, you get back up um, and you try again, to quote. Um, and so I knew that this space was needed and that I was completely right just by you know seeing the sold out tickets and the response from it so maybe the first step is to to think about what what do you need what is it that you need what is it that you need support with and how could you help to support other women with that and that may not be what you want to do to do at all, um, but then you need to start thinking about what do I enjoy. So if you enjoy arts and crafts, or if you enjoy, I don't know, gardening, maybe you need to have a think around there. What could I offer? Okay, I really love gardening. I really love weeding and stuff like that. And actually, there are people who really hate it. So is that my niche? And and how can I? 
how can I appeal to those people? And that's by sharing your own story about your, you know, um, or, or being to be able to connect with their um, hate for gardening, then say, for example, and how you can address that problem, how you can help them with that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd very much say, say it starts with finding out or thinking about what support you would need or, or something you've been through and bounced back from, actually someone else, you could help someone else too. Um, and go from there, go from there. Thank you so much for that. Uh, what about the marketing? Because now you know what you have to do, you know who you are going to be serving. Uh, but how do you go about uh, marketing your services so that people can know uh, that you, you can help them? Because if you don't do this, yeah. I think it's going to be difficult for people to suddenly realize that they can come to you. Help me yeah, with that. Yeah, of course. So for me, marketing, I'm not fantastic at marketing at all. Um, it's something I do plan to get help with. But at the moment, I have to do it myself. Um, so I rely on social media heavily. Um, and I, I try to put myself on as many platforms as I can. Obviously manageable because there's no point just putting yourself on a platform and not actually using it. Um, but I use Facebook. I use Instagram. Um, I don't really use Twitter, although I have, have an account. Um, I also, you know, put things on Eventbrite. There's obviously my website. But I would say the best form of marketing is word of mouth and, and that's how you know certainly the first you know the launch retreat in September sold out um that was by sending it out um via whatsapp um and I'd say that's where the the between that and Instagram is where I get most um you know most of our our retreaters our, you know my clients um for the meditation one-to-one -one stuff that I offer um yeah and it, it's been about being consistent as well being realistic as I say in terms of you know how much you time you can put into it and what you can afford um blogging trying to get yourself um you know if you're an expert in a certain field you know write for magazines contact them and and for me it's about just being fearless in contacting people because what's the worst people can say they can say no collaborate with other people on instagram do go live with um somebody who also offers something of value um you know and that way you can both work together to to hopefully raise each other's profile because people who follow you are maybe you know gonna jump on and then maybe follow that person and and be interested in in something that they offer and vice and vice versa um yeah so that's the marketing advice that I would give and also be really consistent in your branding and and make sure that when people see your brochure um whatever it is that you're posting that it stands out i mean we look at mcdonald's if you think of mcdonald's straight and away aside from the burgers everyone's if you ask some people to think about it say something that conjures up mcdonald's straight away the image that comes into my mind is is red and yellow um starbucks green and white and if you saw those particular colors together even if you saw someone wearing them on the street straight away you're going to think of McDonald's or you're going to think of Starbucks um, because their colors are, are very 
they're common, very common colours, um, but they stand out and they're memorable. So make sure that it, it's memorable. Try and stick to, you know, and I'm not a social media um, expert at all. <laughs> I'm just giving my own experience. Um, but yeah, make your brand stand out and also make it make sense. So if you're offering relaxing treatments, you probably wouldn't want to use the color red. If you want to say something really powerful, then you would probably use the color red. Um, if I was, you know, wanted to go for a relaxing feel, there's colors like lavender, purple, greens, um, natural colors. Um, so think about the colors you're using. Think about what you want um, your brand to say. What's your brand message? Um, and just think about what those colors conjure up and, and do your research. There's lots of stuff on Pinterest um, lots of stuff online. Um, yeah. So that would be my advice there. I, I was going to your uh, Instagram, um, no, sorry, your LinkedIn page a couple of uh, minutes ago before I started to talk to you. And I think my eye caught something like um, alternative healing therapy. I don't know if you want to say anything uh, in relation to that. Uh, what does it mean? How do you embark on that? Okay, so the alternative therapy part is I offer crystal therapy. So it's using crystal, um, crystal, healing crystals um, to provide healing treatments is what I'm going to say to make it for those who don't know much about crystal therapy. Um, so it's placing crystals on the body um, to, it could be to create balance. Um, it could be to, you know, provide pain relief. There are so many different reasons that people come for, um, for crystal therapy, but it's in a nutshell, placement of crystals um, along the body um to provide healing for um and not just for women for anyone but I'm saying for women because I specifically work with women um I also offer sound offer sound healing um which again is using in instruments to create balance to create to, to help people to relax um I also offer Indian head massage hand massage um facials uh trying to think because it is quite a there's quite a few things that I offer but those are the main those are the main things um and as I say I weave those modalities into other things that I offer so for example I may do a crystal meditation um and if it was for self-love for example I would use crystals that enhance self-love um amethyst rose quartz um and incorporate those into that into that meditation practice. Um, so yeah, it's alternative um, alternative therapists in terms of there are you know you could go to a therapist that offers. Um, so it's all alternative to what I, I guess what you would get from your GP um, or anything like that. And that's not to say that you shouldn't go to your GP and you should come to me. Of course, if there's something wrong you should always consult your GP, not just rely on um, what your therapist is saying to you. Obviously, those treatments are fantastic. Um, 
but yeah, it should never be replaced or medication, medical care should never, or medical advice should never be replaced with, you know, the advice of a, an alternative therapist. Do always check with your, with your GP. All right. Now, uh, if you were to say maybe in, in clear and simple terms, um, what are the real advantages of this kind of therapy? Why would someone need to come to you or come to a therapist for this kind of services? Um, because they may be feeling stressed, um, need to relax. Some people prefer alternative therapies to um, going to the, you know, going to the GP. For example, they may be suffering with, I don't know, headaches. Which again, you should always consult your GP. But they may want to try and find an alternative way that isn't going to involve taking, um, you know, medication and stuff like that. Um, so it's an alternative to, you know, the, I, I don't, what, what, how can I say it? I guess it's an, an alternative way of, way of treating things um, or an extra, an additional way. So you may go to your GP and your GP prescribes X, um, but there's also this that you could do, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, it does. It does. All right, now, um, thank you so much. Now, for people who want to uh, get connected to you, who want to benefit from your service, uh, how can they reach out to you? So, to get in contact with me, um, you can do so via my Instagram. Shall I share the handle? Sure, sure, sure. So, um, you can get in touch with me via Instagram. I, I do have a couple of accounts, but I'll give the retreat account and then you'll find my other stuff from there um it's at the soul care retreat and that's the soul care retreat um also via email hello at the soul care retreat um and those are the yeah i'd say and via my website which is the soul care retreat.co.uk and if you go there you'll find how to contact me everywhere yeah um so we have the self-love edition retreat coming up in September retreat is sold out but we have our self-love edition retreat coming up in February next year um space is already on sale um we'd offer payment plans so because the thing for me was to make retreating affordable because there are lots of retreats out there but they're not necessarily um accessible in terms of affordability um so yeah definitely take a look on the website and if there's anyone that does happen to look, listen to the podcast um, that wants to come on the retreat if they say that you know they've um, they heard about you know heard about the retreat on the podcast then I will give um, a 10% discount um, off of the retreat um, yeah and I think yeah take a look at my website do take a look at, at what we offer um, we also have a Facebook group um, which is free to join. Um, you don't have to retreat with us um, to join that group, but I do run free meditation classes on a Sunday um, and different other things that you can access um, from joining our Facebook community. Um, and again, you'll if you go on our website, you'll see all of that information there. Thank you so much, dear uh, Amanda. I really appreciate the time and the sharing here. You're I appreciate welcome. It. You're most welcome. 
If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.